Welcome to the Christian Car Guy radio show, the talk show dedicated to helping Christians buy and sell cars by the book, not the blue book, not the orange book, but by God's book, the Bible. Call the Christian Car Guy with your questions, 1-866-34-TRUTH. That's 1-866-348-7884. What does being a Christian have to do with buying a car? You're about to find out. Here's your host, Robbie Dillmore. I am so excited because on today's show, we have the oldest driver to compete in a NASCAR Cup event, and he just happens to race for Jesus. We have Morgan Shepard, and he's going to be in the studio with us all hour, so it's a great day for you fans. Anybody who's always wondered about NASCAR, we're live. We've got him in the studio, and you're welcome to call in at 866 348 7884-866-34-TRUTH for the digitally gifted who can do that with their phone, 866-348-7884. But before we get to Morgan, we have some seriously sad news to report. A week before last, we had our Christian junkyard guy, Bob Young's son with us, Rob Young, and he was filling in for his dad because his dad was under the weather. Well, very, very sadly, Bob found his son... Rob, unconscious Thursday morning, and shortly after they got him to the hospital, he died. And so by the grace of God, we got some precious moments of Rob talking about his life with Jesus, and we thought it was very fitting um, to play those two minutes uh, for you to listen to what Rob Young had to say about his walk with Jesus just 12 days before his death. And... We're having a little technical difficulties there. Satan doesn't want to hear that. <laughs> so my producers tell me he doesn't. He can't get it up right now. So while he's working on that, we're going to talk about, you know, this is one of those times where you can pray for that family. Um, and how do you, you know, I've got a dear brother that has lost his son. It's, it's something I can't even begin to fathom. And, of course, the, there's going to be services tomorrow night and, uh, excuse me, the services start Saturday no- Sunday night, and then on the, the funerals on Monday, and all that's at my Facebook page, by the way, and the, the soundbite I'm talking about is at christiancarguy.com. And, uh, but we've, we brought Karen Mulder. She has Wisdom of the Wounded, uh, the segment we do regularly, where she, she gives us advice on what to say in a funeral line. What, what do you do when you're in a, a situation that's uncomfortable like this and you want to say the right thing, you don't want to hurt, you don't want to help? And we even posted an article at christiancarguy.com what to say and what not to say in, in a funeral line. And so one of the things that Karen brought out in this article, which I think is absolutely critical, it says 90% of caring is just showing up. And I can remember a friend of mine lost his daughter years ago. And, and he told me, he said, Robbie, I can't tell you a single person's face that was there that day at the funeral, but I can tell you everybody who wasn't there. And, and those words have echoed in my heart many, many times when I thought about a friend that they, they need me, they need to see me, they need to be there, right, Karen? Karen, you with us? Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah, we hear you good. And, and you've, okay. you've got some wisdom for us that you can share. I, I do. I think you, you said it all when you uh, said the name of a title of a book. Yes, 90% of caring is just showing up, being there. I think we have the tendency, Rob, to, to want to fix it for the person and say just the right thing and make it all better. But we can't. 
But what we can do is be there, be at the funeral home, be at the funeral, and if you're close to the family, be at their home, and continue to be there for months and years ahead because that deep wound is going to be there. Um, you know, 10, 90% is just showing up, but you need to initially say something. And I'm thinking, just say what's in your heart. Like this morning when I looked at young Rob's picture on your website, I just kept saying, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I think that's what I would say to his family and, and loved ones. I'm so sorry about your deep loss. And if it feels okay, giving them a hug. Because um, hugs mean so much to people. So I think um, being there and just saying what's in your heart. Don't try to fix it. Uh, don't explain why it happened because we don't know. And I guess that's where I would start, Rob. All right. And what are some of the things that, that, that we definitely don't want to say in a funeral line? What are, what are some of the things that you would make sure that we, you know, you have a tendency to want to make it better, but sometimes mm-hmm. it's better not to say those things. It is. Uh, I, I think a couple things. Um, saying, I understand how you feel. We don't. Uh, even though we may have been through something similar, uh, the situation of the bereaved is entirely unique. Don't say, I know how you feel. Because you also stop uh, them from even telling you how they feel because, well, you've already told them. You know how they feel. So you want to try to help them tell their story and get their emotions on the outside. And one way to stop that story is to say, I understand. I think the other thing that um, I think we can sometimes do is rush in and say something about, this is God's will. I know when my mom died, she was 92, and people, a person said to me, oh, isn't it wonderful? She's in a wonderful place with Jesus now. Now, that was true, and it was wonderful that she was with Jesus, but right then, I was grieving the separation. I loved her dearly, and I wanted her to be here on this earth. So I think be careful what you say about God, uh, because many people can be then turned off about a God who would let this kind of thing happen. That's wonderful wisdom. Wisdom of the wounded. Thank you, Karen, so much for being on with us today. Uh, and and we're so grateful that um, that you have that ministry, which, by the way, if you go to ChristianCarGuy.com, there's a whole article on what to say, what not to say. And, of course, we weren't able to get that audio soundbite to play yet, but we will, we promise, during the show sometime. And, of course, you can listen to that at, at ChristianCarGuy.com. Thank you for being on with us today, Karen. God bless you. God bless you, too, Robbie. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. All right. Now, we are so blessed. We really are to have Morgan Shepard with us here in the studio and, uh, I'm going to let Andy Bowersox uh, introduce him since he knows him so much better than I. Uh, Andy is our on track with Andy, and we just got a great segment today, don't we, Andy? Hey, it's going to be awesome here, Robbie. And I, I just want to thank you for giving us a little extra time today. Um, you know, yesterday I was, was at a morning Bible study, and the, and the guy that was speaking was talking about the boldness of Christ and proclaiming the boldness of Christ. And it was just giving several examples of through Acts. And, uh, and I was just thinking about, you know, Morgan Shepherd is certainly one of the guys that came to my mind, but even as, as our as our segment highlights the rest of you know ways that God shows up in and around the racetrack and and the boldness and the display that he that he has there and the people and the personalities that he uses, 
It's amazing. It's it's a great time, right? In, in Acts, it talks about God showing up closer to end times, and we never know when that's going to be. But, you know, Morgan, Morgan sees some of that. I certainly see it. So, uh, so yeah, it is our privilege to have Morgan Shepherd today here. And uh, Morgan, just go ahead and say hello to everybody. And, and uh, I think we're probably going to be at a break soon, so we don't want to get too far into this right now. But but just give us, you know, tell us where you live, how long you've been racing. Give us just a little bit of your of your background here real quick. Okay. Uh, I live in uh, Conover, North Carolina. Uh, been racing for 46 years. This will be my 47th year. And uh, been knowing uh, my Savior uh, since February the 23rd, 1975. So uh, uh, it's, it's good. I'm on the right side of the fence now. And uh, I've... Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, on the wrong side of the fence. So we're here today to talk about these things and encourage someone to grow closer to Jesus. And one of the things I would I would highlight is for those of us who who don't watch NASCAR every week, Andy, and I know you, but, but Morgan's car clearly has Jesus right on the hood. If you look at the back of his racing uniform, you can't see the man without if he's got it on the front of his hat, no matter where you look, when you when you say speaking out boldly for Jesus, here's a NASCAR driver that you can't be more bolder, can you? I don't think so. I, I think you can't <laughs> miss it. And uh and you know, I'm, I know you got this new clock, so I'm kind of confused on the time, but Morgan on last two weeks ago, I think, you made a comment to me about what people see when they pass your hauler. And just tell me, like, what what do they see when they drive down the highway and you're on the way to the racetrack? What happens right there? Well, you know, uh, that's what's so good about uh, our opportunity to serve. Uh, NASCAR allows us to carry the word Jesus, uh, uh, whether it's on our tractor and trailer or on our, the hood of our race car. And uh, when, when that tractor and trailer is going across country or whether it's going to Daytona or whether it's going to California, you got to read the word Jesus when you come up behind it, uh, and then when you pass it, you got to read it on the side. So uh, we just uh, we want to let people know that there's a better way in life, and uh, I know that uh, He's done that uh, in my life. I'm not the Morgan Shepherd I was before uh, February the 23rd, 1975. And so we got so much more Morgan Shepherd coming up, and we would love for you to call with your comment, your question, your opportunity to talk to Morgan. 866-348-7884 is the number to call in. 866-348-7884. So much more from Morgan. You're going to hear some of these stories. I've heard a few of them. They're going to blow you away. And we are going to get that soundbite from Rob Young up playing. I promise. Stay tuned. Jesus, take the wheel as we are so blessed to have Morgan Shepherd with us here today on the Christian Car Guy radio show. And I think you're going to be blessed when you hear how Jesus took the wheel of his life and some of the changes happened. Very exciting stuff. But we, um, as promised, have a moment that we want to share with Rob Young, who was on the show here two weeks ago. And uh, we're going to go right to it because we believe it's going to play. Here's the two minutes Rob Young, 12 days before he went to be with the Lord. And when I look at my young Christian junkyard guy, Rob Young, he wows me because I know how God's worked in his life. And if you 
take a minute. And it's all about all we got, Rob, and share how God's what God's been doing in your life. Well, um, I would say the other day I was uh, hauling a car down 421 South, and um, the truck I was in started, um, the turbo went bad in it. So here I am, broke down on the side of the road. I just picked up my first car. There was a lot of uh, people waiting on me to get where I was going, and my trucks broke down. There's clouds of smoke, two fire engines are out there, and, um, and it's just this really big scene. And really, it reminded me of my life before my coming to Christ, how, how big of a wreck everything was. And I never really was able to accept God's will for my life. But once I, I, I came to know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior uh, and, and accepted God's will for my life, um, I, I, I have been, uh, blessed with, with knowledge, you know, being able to acknowledge these beautiful things and, uh, and the, the trees are clapping and the, the mountains are singing. That is for sure. Yeah. It's just like that in our own life. As, as Jesus is put in there as the capstone, we begin to see things that just had, we'd missed it before. We'd missed it before. Like as I was at that funeral of the, of the, um, missionary this week and I could hear the stories and here, that somebody played the shofar, and it just wowed me on what God had done with her life. That I, I would have missed it if the capstone hadn't been in place and the trees hadn't started clapping their hands. <laughs> Sometimes, you know, it takes a, a clapping tree to get us to, uh, to realize what we're missing out on, you know. So yesterday, last night about 4.30, I get a text from my good buddy Bob at 109 that he had come down with the weather, what I consider... His son, I was so thrilled to have my new young right, Christian well, we got junkyard guy with me here today. Go to this break. Rob, I am so grateful for you being Oh, that was, that was the, the bump music from the end of the, yeah, I apologize. That was the end of, of, of our discussion with Rob Young, which happened at the end of the show, which was the reason we were hearing that music again. I apologize. And uh, I think of the grace of God to give us those moments with Rob so that we could hear the peace in his voice before his... His homecoming. We have Jeffrey in Winston Salem. He wants to say some words about Rob. Offer his support for the family. Jeffrey, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm wonderful. What What have you got for us? Uh, well, of course you had him on the show about two weeks ago, and I was listening in. Uh, he was He was a good guy. I mean, this past week, January 9th, he passed away about 11 o'clock in the morning. And you never know whenever it's coming. You never know. It could happen right now as I'm standing here. But please give prayers to the family. I mean, I'm at a loss for words. Yeah, that's it. He was a good guy. We are at a a loss for words, and the family's um, definitely in need of your prayers. Bob, I spoke with him just this morning. and um, Yes, and... um, he certainly is so thankful for all the people that have reached out to him and to his family in this time of loss. And Jeffrey, God bless you, brother. We appreciate you calling in so much this morning. We really do. God bless you. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Well, it's kind of interesting to me, again, that we have Morgan Shepherd with us here today. And, and Morgan, one of the ways that that you witness to people is through this incident that I'm, I'm sitting here looking at this picture and I can't help but relate Rob's situation in, in what Jeffrey just said, that we don't know what may be happening in the next 10 minutes of our life. And, and you had that situation where God got your attention. Well, 
you know, you can never really be prepared for death, uh, but uh, the best way to prepare for it is to know Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, I've had many times in my life that uh, I knew that uh, this was probably going to be the last, whether I was in a wreck with my sister, and the car turned us over. I mean, when it turned over, it threw us out, run over me. Uh, just that was an unreal story uh, that I could I could tell. But uh, uh, anyway, 2002, I was driving uh, home and uh, thinking about the things that uh, I was going to be doing when I got there, and I was going down the Interstate 40 towards Conover. And uh, I was running along about 70, and so here come this uh, white van up behind me. And so I pulled in the right lane, got out of the way, and just as the lady went by, I pulled back out, and all of a sudden, I was driving uh, my Dodge Dooley truck, all of a sudden I seen something flip up off the pavement. And when it did, I ducked real quick, and uh, uh, it was a, a seven-and-a-half-pound steel hook uh, that likes on the front of the cement mixer trucks where they pull them out uh, when they get stuck up. Well, this hook hit my windshield just right in, in front of my face, went straight through the windshield, uh, into the back glass, through the camper cover glass, and into the tailgate of the truck. Well, uh, the lady pulled over, and I pulled over, and uh, uh, was calling the highway patrol. And I just happened to think, man, five minutes ago, I could have been in heaven, and uh, this was a way of the Lord getting my attention that He's in control, and and I realized that uh, I wasn't doing my work. I'd let my work slack uh, with being a, a servant, and uh, so I carry that steel hook, and uh, I, I make appearances, and occasionally I'll I'll use it. And uh, on one side of it, I've got heaven, and on the other side of it, hell. If this steel hook would have took your head off. Where would you be? Yeah, and Andy, his his whole career is, is something some of our listeners may not be familiar with, but I think it's a critical part of, of Morgan's story. Like you said, you've been doing this. This is going to be your 47th year, but NASCAR was a different place 47 years ago, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah. It was, and when we come back, let's get let's get into that, just how it started, how you ended up here today, and, and we'll just briefly cover all the years in between there. Great. And we need your calls, 866-348-7884, your chance to ask Morgan anything. Call us. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You're listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. Where else could you hear those songs with the added NASCAR sound effects? Which <laughs> I added those, and my producer and I had a discussion this morning. He goes, "I don't get." I said, "Well, you see, the NASCAR folks, there's a, um, a there's a victory that's involved that when we hear that sound, and that victory is not necessarily the victory of holding the Winston Cup. There's a victory in Christ that He gives us as we." begin to show that light which changes the world that he allows us to reflect through his glory and and so we added a little of that to all this different music we are so blessed to have morgan shepherd on with us today andy bowersock sort of an extended on track with andy 
but this is your chance to call in, 866-348-7884 for your question for Shepard. And again, all this stuff's at christiancarguy.com. All his links to his website, if you want to support his ministry, his mission, you can get that at christiancarguy.com, as well as, you know, Rob Young's story and what to say in a funeral line. Take it away, Andy. Okay, well, let, let's get let's get back with Morgan for a few minutes, and I wish... Robbie and Morgan and I were just talking during the break. I wish everybody could hear the colorful stories that Morgan has to share. Just uh, probably some of you that are that are fans of racing remember the story a few years ago where Morgan, at 69 years old, I believe, was was chasing this guy down out of Walmart that was trying to steal some things. And uh, so he's telling us all about that. And that's that was that was a big national story a few years ago. But Morgan, you you've been you told us before you've been racing 46 years, if I if I've heard yes. that right. And uh, so that was what started when and just give us. A few minutes of how that sport has changed as you started probably racing at dirt tracks, I imagine, in North Carolina and all the way up to the, to the biggest of stages. And, and you've won several hundred races, I believe, in all those series. Yes. So just, just give us a, a two-minute snippet of that, and then we're going to hear where your heart is, too. All right. Um, well, this started at Hickory Speedway when uh, Ned Jarrett was a promoter up there and when it was dirt back in 1967. And uh, uh, I ran, <clears throat> I ran my first dirt race up there, and then Ned shut the track down and paved the track and uh, went to asphalt, and uh, that was the start of my career in uh, NASCAR racing. And then over the years, in in 1970, uh, well, 69, I won, won 21 out of 29 races, and and 70, I won 70, I won seven right off there at the start of the season. Uh, but uh, just to tell you a little bit about how the sport has really changed uh, money-wise. Back in uh, 1970, I could go to Chevrolet Place and buy an LT1 350 Chevy engine with a aluminum manifold, aluminum bell housing, and uh, I could tear it down, uh, redo the engine, and uh, um, have about 1300 I paid $735 for it. Uh, I could have about $1,300 in a racing engine. i go out and win races that paid $1,000. The tires was $25 uh, a piece. Uh, <laughs> in 69, uh, I won all those races. The left front tire was on there all year long. The left rear was changed once. The right side was changed twice. Now the tires are $2,100 for a set of tires, and um, they might last 10 laps or whatever. If everybody changes, you got to come in and change. And the engines uh, to uh, to lease an engine is at least eighty five thousand dollars for a, a cup engine. You can do some nationwide for somewhere around thirty five thousand, and that's lease the motors. You don't own them. So big change in the money, but it is a great sport, and I love the fact that uh, NASCAR allows us to carry the name Jesus on our uh, car and our truck, and that uh, they still pray. Uh, before the start of a race. Yeah, and so, you know, there has been major changes. I got to think, at 72 years old, I, I know that you're, Lord willing, going to be running the Daytona 500 this year, which I think is absolutely amazing. But what is it, you know, through those changes, what is it that keeps you going? That You know, I've been out to your shop, and it's it's almost miracles week after week that you're able to compete because it's, it's a very small operation compared to some of your competitors there. But what is it that drives you to keep that going, and what are you able to do with that? Well, you know, passion in life, everybody has passion. They're passionate about something, whether it's a new car or, or girlfriend or, or what you're trying to do in life. So, of course, racing, I've been passionate about it. 
But the most important thing in life is to find your purpose. And uh, my purpose is to serve Jesus. And uh, there's a platform there to do it. Uh, God's blessed me with my health. Uh, I'm 72 years old. I still dance on my roller skates. Uh, I still uh, am blessed with being able to run a bandit down or whatever, you know. <laughs> so uh, I'm, I'm physically in good shape for a man 72 years old. So I like to encourage people to get up off the couch and do something with your life, you know, whether it's going out and helping someone or uh, uh, just uh, do, do God's work. You know, uh, I go to a little church down in Albemarle. Pastor Stoney Benfield is the pastor down there. And uh, uh, I knew him when he got saved back in 92. And uh, I knew I know what he is now. Uh, he took a little 40-member church, and now it's about 1,500. Uh, so uh, I love pastors, and I know you're going to talk about some things about pastors here. Oh, Lord. Well, I, I think you, you hit the nail on the head, right? God calls us all to different things. There's, there's loads of different ministry opportunities out there, and that is a good encouragement to the listeners to find your niche of what it is you're passionate about, what's your purpose, and what God's called you to. But for you, you have a particular charity that you're very fond of, okay? And so tell us a little bit about that as, as I think there's probably a dual purpose of your, of your spot and, and you're in a unique position there. But tell, tell us, first of all, what, what is the Morgan Shepherd Charity? Let's talk about that. Well, uh, we've been doing this now for uh, 27 years. Uh, this, will be, this year will be 28 years, Morgan Shepherd Charity Fund. And it all started with a simple conversation in front of my race shop about uh, back in uh, 86, what we could do to help someone at Christmas. My, uh, I, I've got a friend up in Asheville, and uh, uh, we was talking about this. And he says, Morgan says, uh, I know the perfect per- person. He said, I was at Fiddler's Convention in Galax, and this little gem- gentleman named Billy Schuff, uh, he was sitting there talking to him, and Billy couldn't stand about four foot tall. He, he was all humped over and walked with a cane. And he asked Billy, he said, Billy, what would you do if you had $1,000? Billy says, I don't know. I never had $1,000. And so he had to ask him four or five times. Okay, Billy, say you had $1,000. What would you do with it? And Billy says, well, I would uh, fix the roof on my house trailer, and I'd paint my house trailer. And so uh, my friend Ken Leonard, I said, uh, uh, where's he live at? He said, I think he lives in Stewart, Virginia. And so that was our first project. We found Billy, uh, fixed, painted, fixed the roof, took Billy, bought him got him your supply of uh, groceries as uh, gift certificates or whatever, kept his oil barrel filled, and uh, he led us to the park workshop. That's where he worked. He made $20 a week. The park workshop uh, uh, goes out and picks up handicapped people and uh, brings them in, and they, people work with them, keeps them from sitting at home, wasting away. So this is a big part of uh, the Morgan Shepherd Charity. That's where a lot of our money goes that we raise from our race fans and all the people that support us. And what, what you have a picture, you have several pictures here laid out of, of things for us to focus on, but what is it at your shop? You have a, actually a big cardboard cutout of a friend of yours that's up on the wall with you. And tell, tell us a little bit about him and what your relationship is. Well, uh, Rick Hill worked on the board there at uh, Park Workshop and uh, his son, Josh Hill, at 16 was hit by a drunk driver and uh josh uh they thought he would never be nothing but a vegetable but uh he is gradually starting to talk uh and uh, i've been i've been blessed i don't know if if i can read all this now we got time well 
this is what Rick's got to say about how much a carton of beer costs. Says, I don't know how much you would have to pay for a carton of beer at a store, but I can tell you what it's cost my 16 year old. Um, says three years ago, but it's a lot longer now because it was 2002, I think. It cost him his mobility, which he's had to relearn, and it's taken three years of intense ther- therapy regain and regain movement in his arms. He's still working on his legs. It's temporary. cost him his speech. It's cost him his memory. It's cost him his independent independence. It's cost him his junior senior prom, and it's uh, and his goals of playing basketball, which uh, he was looking forward to since uh, elementary school. It's cost him his high school diploma. Diploma. I'm not talking good. Duke University and becoming a high school uh, basketball coach. It's cost one half million dollars to get him home from the hospital. It's cost three thousand dollars for standard for him to be strapped in so his legs and back muscles muscles has a chance to be strengthened. It's cost three thousand dollars for a lift to get him in out of bed. It's cost four thousand dollars per month uh, for therapy and uh, medical supplies. It's cost seventeen thousand dollars for a motorized uh, wheelchair. It's cost $20,000 for the use of a van with a lift to take him home. And it's cost the 19-year-old boy while driving drunk five years in jail. I don't know uh, these statements. I know these statements are true because I'm talking about my son, Josh Hill. Uh, The price stamped on uh, a carton of beer is very deceptive. You don't have to drink to fit in. You don't have to give in to peer pressure. Please don't drink, and if you're tempted, Please remember what a six-pack holds. It's more than a brief high. It holds your future and the future of other people. There in the ground, his body lay. Light of the world by darkness slain. Then bursting forth in glorious day. Up from the grave he rose. Again, and as he stands in victory, since curse has lost its grip on me, for I am his and he is mine, bought with the precious blood of Christ. And we are so blessed today for in so many different ways, but to have Morgan Shepherd with us here today on the show, and we've been hearing a lot of his story. We got some more to do with that, but also we're remembering Rob Young and his time on the Christian Car Guy show here a couple of weeks ago. We played his testimony. That's at the website. But I I, I feel like I I feel led to tell you I got a call from Bob Young, his father, this morning, and he told me. He said, Robbie, I felt like maybe by putting him on that show, I put a a, a, a target on his back for Satan, you know, that when it, when he spoke out against evil and spoke for the spoke for Christ in his life with Christ, that it brings on attacks and and it opens you up for for things and 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 that's a difficult thing. So remember, um, Remember the young family as they're, as they're struggling through this time of grieving Bob, his whole family, but also our lead volunteer, Vic Hill, who, um, with the Jesus Labor Love, I went to visit him in the hospital this week. His kidneys were failing, and, and he was under tremendous attack, and I was fearing for his life and his family, Vic. 
needs your prayers as well. But that's one of the reasons I love having Andy on my show every week because Andy's ministry is pray for your pastors because these guys talk about somebody who's got a target on your back, Andy, right? Or Morgan Shepherd himself or Morgan himself. There's a there's a big target right there. You know, Robbie, we say all the time if if you're an effective minister of the gospel, and that can be that can be you doing a Christian Car Guy radio show, it can be Morgan Shepherd with a racing with Jesus sign everywhere he goes. It can be our pastors. If you're an effective minister of the gospel, then you're under such a higher level of spiritual attack and even just the ways that that shows up. Okay. Like we've had a few little technical difficulties today, right? And you said it yourself. Maybe, maybe our enemy doesn't want to hear that stuff come on the air. And, and for Morgan, there's no shortage of, of difficulties that come up to get that gospel message out there. And, and for our pastors, that that's our, that's our niche, right? It, is we're out to encourage a nation of Christians to be more actively caring for their pastors. That's part of the reason we got this whole this whole segment started. And I want to I want to come back to Morgan in just a minute. But you know, one of the one of the one of the pieces of literature that Morgan has here, and we're gonna we're gonna share that in just a second, is a, is a product of when God gives you such a big platform. Okay, and in Morgan's world, it's in the NASCAR part. Our Pray for Your Pastor tour is is kind of centered around racetrack activities, and the reason for that is. There's such an interest there that many other opportunities show up. Many other people are interested to hear what are you doing with the responsibility that God's given you? How is that, how is that being carried further? And, uh, and so in our case, you know, we use a lot of other Christian media to help encourage people to be praying for their pastors. In Morgan's case, there's, uh, there's a neat story there, and I, I want you just to share. I don't know if you want to read the whole thing or just share it with us, but you, in, because of the position that God has you in and the doors that he opens up for you, you had an opportunity to be on a television program and just to share your testimony. And, wh- and what was the result of that? Well, can we first go back to the pastors? Sure, uh, certainly. The congregations, Always. <laughs> okay, congregations do not realize what a garbage disposal pastors are because mm. people bring all their garbage to them and they've got to listen to this and deal with it and try to help them. And uh, they're... they're Sometimes uh, people are just not respectful of pastors and what they go through. And I've, I've been fortunate. I've known uh, a lot of great pastors, and uh, I've I really had a, a good pastor friend that, that went to the wayside. And, uh, you know, uh, pray for your pastors. Andy, thank you for what y'all are doing. Uh, but, but people, think about your pastors, what they had to put up with. Um, they do more than just sitting there, read the Bible, and try to prepare a, a sermon. Uh, okay, yep. now way, way but, more, and, we, yeah. and we'll we'll keep that encouragement up. But I just I just wanted to you know for some of our listeners that don't understand how far that NASCAR influence influence goes and the opportunities that you're given to follow through with what God's called you to. In, in this case, what we're referring to is you were you were doing a television interview and. I know there's thousands more opportunities out there, but there's one in particular that you carry around with you. And, and what happened in that situation? Well, well, first of all, my friend, both the people who are dead that uh, had anything to do with this card, I did it at the end, end of the season. And it says, uh, help Morgan carry the cross. And uh, my friend, Todd Priest, uh, he had family problems and it got him down and he had a massive heart attack uh, there when uh, I was at the Martinsville race. Uh, with uh, Raceway Ministries and MRO. Well, uh, Paul Crouch, uh, Trinity Broadcasting, uh, I was on his show whenever uh, this was aired, and uh, Paul's passed away now too. 
But anyway, I was on this show in Texas, and uh, anyway, uh, uh, I was giving my testimony about uh, Josh and how much a carton of beer uh, was. And this guy in Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, anyhow, was uh, he'd been out working 12 hours, and he says, I returned to my motel, and I've been battling uh, myself, trying to deal with everything going on at work and at home. Really needed a drink to make me sleep. I took a shower and turned the TV on. Uh, I was not even sure of what channel it was on. But uh, I sat down to put my shoes on, and I, I heard you speaking, Morgan, he's talking about me, about a six-pack of beer. And tears came upon my face and uh, if, uh, as if you were speaking to me. I listened more, more and uh, my chest started pounding. When I started to, when you started to pray, I felt as if you were talking to me. And I went down on one knee asking the Lord Jesus uh, into my heart and to help me to quit drinking and lead me back to happiness. It was like a very warm feeling came upon me. For the first time, I felt the Lord had came to me and said he would help. I can't put it into words feeling that uh, uh, what went through me. Instead of going out to get a drink, I started to search for a way to thank you. I opened my computer. Within seconds, I found your website. I'm not sure uh, from here uh, where I'm going. But anyway, uh, this guy gave his life uh, to God uh, that moment. Uh, he didn't go out and get a drink. And uh, this is the opportunities. You don't have to be Morgan Shepherd uh, to do this. You can uh, do this just being a good servant, sitting at a table and saying your, your uh, asking your blessing. Uh, and, and, and along those lines, good. Morgan, since we just have a short period of time, those listening today may have heard something from Rob Young. They may have heard something from you, and they want to give their heart to Christ. Would you close us in a similar prayer? So that those listening that may want to say, well, you know, I really do need more than what I've got. I need to, to change my life. Can you give them that? Well, you know, I know what happened to me February the 23rd, 1975. And we, we're not going to have a lot of time, so you're just going to have okay. to pray. <laughs> okay. God, uh, we pray for all these uh, in the radio audience and uh, that uh, the one and only way is Jesus Christ. And uh, he died for us uh, to set us free from our sins. And uh, if you get anything out of this program, uh, it's Jesus is the answers. And Lord, we, we ask that you would come into our hearts today. Fill us with that light that can break out the darkness, the darkness of alcohol or drug abuse or other things that may be getting in our way. Lord, we want to give our life to you and enjoy the passion that you've given us for racing or, or for other things, Lord. Help us to be your servants today, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. You're listening to The Truth Network and truthnetwork.com.